Archivers made possible with a grant from Humanities Kansas. This is Marilyn May for Bob Dole. Will everyone here kindly step to the rear and let a winner lead the way? Vote for the man who stands above all the rest. He'll pass every test. It's Bob Dole, because he's the best. We start this episode with Kansas City jazz singer Marilyn May singing the Bob Dole version of Step to the Rear from the 1967 Broadway musical How Now Dow Jones. Quite a step up from the Bobolings singing in the streets of Russell. To the poll, cast your vote for Bob Dole and let a winner lead the I'm not sure why, but Dole seemed to like a little music with his Kansas campaigns. First, the Bobo Links and homemade skirts with just a ukulele when he first ran for Congress in 1960. But he was in the big time by the time he ran for Senate in 1968 with a big time singer who was a regular on The Tonight Show and an entire orchestra. Now, it's impossible to say how many votes were swayed by Marilyn May's 1968 commercials, but Dole had little trouble winning. Six years later, though, Dole's re-election would be a political knife fight against a Topeka congressman who was a lawyer and obstetrician with a late accusation by Dole that reverberates through Kansas politics right this moment. The podcast is Archiver, The Man from Russell, Episode 6, One Moment, Me. I'm your host, Sam Zeff. Dole's Senate career started well enough, as was the custom then. He waited more than three months to make his maiden speech on the floor. It was on a subject he knew better than most and would return to often. Problems of Handicapped, our topic of Kansan, was the headline on a short piece on page three of the April 15, 1969 edition of the Kansas City Times. The paper noted that his wife, staff, and several Republican women from Kansas were in the gallery. But just two years later, Dole would go from junior senator from Kansas to the top of the GOP ladder. On January 16, 1971, President Richard Nixon appointed Dole chairman of the Republican National Committee. The New York Times noted Dole was opposed by some liberal and moderate members of the party, but in the end was unanimously elected. 18 months later, Nixon, the party, the country, and Dole would be plunged into scandal. We have a mystery story out of Washington. Five people have been arrested and charged with breaking into the headquarters of the Democratic National Committee in the middle of the night. The Democratic National Committee is located in the Watergate office building. The burglars forced a stairwell door, then taped its latch open. The door, now part of police evidence, was noticed by one of the guards employed by the Watergate complex. At first, the police found nothing. Then they spied five men crouching behind some desks. Neither. The president, obviously, or anybody in the White House or anybody in authority on any of the committees working for the re-election of the president have any responsibility for it. That was Nixon Attorney General John Mitchell lying to reporters about Watergate during early network news coverage of the break-in. Mitchell knew and went to prison. Nixon knew and was forced to resign. But did Dole, Nixon's hand-picked RNC chair, know that cheery Marilyn May campaign commercial wasn't going to work? 
when Dole ran for re-election in 1974. Whatever our tangible problems today, they are no greater than the many which went before, and always democracy conquered. It is not our system which has failed us, it is our leaders. Democracy can work only so long as we have leaders we can trust. Men who listen, who care, who expect to live by the same set of rules the rest of us do. Today, more than ever before, our well-being depends on the integrity of the men and women we choose to lead us. In November, Kansas will choose a new United States Senator. He will be one of the 100 who sit in the most powerful legislative body in the world. He should be an exceptional person, a senator dedicated to serve Kansas and America, not just his political party and Mr. Nixon. Dr. Bill Roy is that exceptional person. Bill Roy was an obstetrician, lawyer, and two-term congressman from Topeka when he released that campaign film. It was all about Watergate, of course, but that 1974 campaign would turn into something else entirely. It changed campaigning. It changed the Republican Party. In some ways, it changed national politics. Introduce yourself and tell me your connection to Bob Dole. My name is Kim Wells. I worked for Senator Dole full-time in his office from 1975 through uh, 1980, uh, both in Washington and in Topeka. Wells grew up in Garden City, and his family is legendary in Western Kansas media. What was happening at the time that Bill Roy was so far ahead. Even now, it seems improbable, almost impossible, that Bill Roy was that close to winning. So yeah. talk to me about that campaign. What was going on that, that put it in that light? First of all, two very important things were happening in prelude to the 74 campaign. Roe versus Wade was decided in 73, and Watergate. And so you put it in that context, it sets up a Democrat for a pretty decent run. In addition, Bill Roy was an outstanding candidate a very effective, sharp congressman, uh, doctor and a lawyer, one in a million. Uh, uh, he was good, and it was it was a tough year to run as a Republican, uh, especially for Senator Dole, who'd been Republican National Committee chairman during the Nixon administration. Nixon and Watergate dog Dole for the entire campaign, no more so than when the national columnist Jack Anderson reported on June 1st that the Dole campaign hired famous Nixon and later Trump dirty trickster Roger Stone. In a statement five days later, the Dole campaign accused Roy of leaking the Stone hiring to Anderson and said Anderson and a group of liberal writers were engaged in a number of dirty tricks aimed at Senator Dole. Stone was fired. But in the end, Stone was just a minor distraction, given what was coming next. Taking you back to September 21, 1974, to the State Fair in Hutchinson. At the time, 
polls indicated Roy was ahead. This is a recording from WIBW Radio, and I know the quality is poor, but in about an hour, a debate that was supposed to be all about agriculture will turn drastically and unexpectedly to abortion. In the 48 years since this was broadcast, few people have heard the soundbite that changed Kansas politics. Dole was on the ropes for most of the debate when he asked Roy how many abortions he performed. Roy said as an obstetrician he did abortions when they were medically necessary, but he was clear. He opposed abortion as a birth control method. And then Dole closed with, you heard him stand here today and say he was for abortion on demand. There were loud boos from the crowd of 4,000. But just like that, politics changed. I'm here with archive historian Virgil Dean. I'm going to talk about that 1974 campaign, uh, a campaign that was, as you said, bitter. He could have very well lost. Uh, and I think the legacy, Virgil, that we have right to this minute in politics is the abortion issue. Is that, do you think, the opening salvo in what would become a dominating uh, issue in Kansas politics and the national politics? Uh, do you think that's what opened the door to that? The state fair debate is significant because of one moment in that debate. The issue itself has actually entered the campaign from the, almost from the start. Uh, in 73, of course, after the Roe decision, anti-abortion forces begin to gain uh, momentum and really start working to get a constitutional amendment uh, to, uh, to nullify uh, Roe. And so Kansas Right to Life for example, is very active early in 74 in that. And they're pushing the national amendment and they're contacting and, and uh, pushing candidates to take a strong position. So as early as May, May of 74, Dole's being pushed by the leader, some of the leadership of the Kansas Right to Life people to take a position. Dole's position is not firmly set until late summer of 74 when he comes out in favor of what's called the Human right, human Life Amendment or Anti-Abortion Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. And so then when he brings it up at the state fair, it's not like it's being brought up for the first time, but this was a uh, debate that was supposed to focus entirely on agriculture. And it did until the very end. And Dole, I think, had a sense that he was not doing as well as he thought he would against Bill Roy. And he well, at the time, he's actually behind in the polls. Oh, yeah. And in, in terms of the—I was talking about in terms of the debate. Right. But in terms of the race, uh, it goes down to the very end. I mean, it ends up being 1,000 votes or something different, so a few thousand votes. But it's a close race. And at the—you know, until the very last weekend, maybe till Election Day, Dole was not sure at all that he was going to win. Fact is, nobody at the time saw how abortion would change politics— 
The Kansas City Star the next morning didn't mention the abortion exchange until the sixth paragraph. The Wichita Eagle Beacon gave it a couple of sentences just before the jump, but did mention how Dole was booed. And it makes sense, says former Dole Chief of Staff Kim Wells. I never had the impression, and I want to, I've never had a deep conversation with Senator Dole about that issue. I never had the impression it was that big an issue for him. I mean, the Republican Party became uh, more and more anti-abortion. Not as much then. Uh, as I recall, Kansas had an actually fairly, fairly decent, looking back on it, abortion law when Roe was decided. So Roe did throw this all into the political. It was Roe that, that caused it. Roe, Roe, like it or not, whether, the, whether the, it's a good decision or not, I don't, I'm not a legal scholar to tell you for sure, but it, it opened the issue up and it kind of forced it onto the candidates, whether they wanted it or not, whether they were Republican or Democrat. So abortion is firmly entrenched in Kansas politics and Dole is firmly ensconced in the Senate he would never face a serious challenge again for his seat. Now the national stage Dole had craved for his whole career was right in front of him. Fellow Republicans and fellow Americans, uh, let me say at the outset when I was here as temporary chairman, I didn't plan on coming back this evening, but I'm very happy to be here. Needless to say, I want to express my thanks to President Ford for calling me this morning. I'm most pleased that I was in the room when he called. Dole was in Kansas City and was about to embark on what might be the most productive 20 years of any American senator. That's in our next episode of Archiver, The Man from Russell. Archiver is produced by Virgil Dean and Scott Richardson in the studios of KCUR 89.3 in Kansas City. Archivers made possible with a grant from Humanities Kansas and is a production of Do Good Productions, where Gene Johnson is executive producer. Thanks to the staff at the Dole Institute at the University of Kansas. I'm Sam Zeff, and I'll see you on the next Archiver. <laughs>